0: Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. We've all seen them as we drive down the road. They're as plain as day. Now, I'm not sure who puts them up, but they are certainly there, those signs, messages from God on the highway. You see them a lot as you drive in the States. You know, they're the pitch black background with a white message from God. You know, I saw one the other day that simply read, we need to talk, God. I got to thinking about those signs and asked myself, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if God really spoke to us this way? I mean, wouldn't it be nice if when we were confused about something, all we'd have to do is look at a billboard and find the answer, or look up into the sky, and there would be something written in the clouds, or or what about the radio? Wouldn't that be great? I mean, we could just tune in to a particular station each week, and God's voice would break in and say, this is what I want you to do. A lot of us would love to hear from God in such a clear way, and then again, depending on the message and the state of our lives, some of us would not. Overall, though, most people I speak with, well, they want to know God's will, and they want to hear God's voice and his will for their lives. God's will is one of the biggest issues I deal with as a pastor. People continually come to me I mean, desperately wanting to know God's will. They often say, you know, pastor, I have a big decision and I need to know what God wants me to do or or, I'm at a crossroads and I wonder what's God's will for my life? And when I ask people what they would like to hear a sermon on, a very frequent response is finding God's will for my life. Obviously, finding God's will is important for many of us. Well, I have great news. God wants us to know His will even more than we want to know His will. God's will is not a secret. And discovering God's will is not some kind of existential game of hide-and-seek where God hides it and is amused by watching us try to find it. God deeply desires for us to know and do his will. Now, unfortunately, many have the notion that discovering God's will is reserved only for the spiritually elite. You know, they hear friends speak about God as if You know, God was there sitting at their breakfast table every morning. And then they wonder, well, why can't I hear God that way? But being in tune with God's will for us, that's not complicated. All we have to do is know how to recognize God's voice when he is speaking to us, and then... Well, then have the courage to do what he tells us. You know, The Economist magazine ran an interesting article entitled, In the World of Voice Recognition, Not All Accents Are Equal. The article said more and more smartphones and computers, including countertop ones, such as Echo, can be operated by voice commands. These systems are getting ever better at knowing what the user tells them to do. But not all users equally. They struggle with accents that differ from standard British or American. Jesse Greiser, a linguist at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, speaks the Northern Cities shift a set of vowels around America's Great Lakes that differ from the standard set. Her smartphone hears her rest in peace as rust in peace. To train a machine to recognize what people say requires a large body of recorded speech and then human-made transcriptions of it. A speech recognition system looks at the audio and the text files, and learns to match one to the other so that it can make the best guess at a new stream of words it has never heard before. Now, as part of her PhD in linguistics at the University of Washington, Rachel Tatman studied automatic speech recognition of various regional accents. In one study, she looked at the automatic subtitling on YouTube, which uses Google's speech recognition system. Dr. Tatman focused on speakers of five different accents reading a list of isolated words chosen for their susceptibility to differing pronunciation. The automatic captioning did the worst with Scottish speakers transcribing more than half of the words incorrectly, followed closely by American Southerners, from Georgia particularly. It also did worse with women. Higher pitched voices seem to be more difficult for speech recognition systems. One reason they tend to struggle with children's voices. The makers of these systems are aware of the problem and they're trying to offer more options. And you can set Apple Siri or the Echo to an Australian English, but they can still reach only so many accents with the bias towards standard rather than regional ones. You see, but before we get into hearing and doing God's will, we need to have the right understanding of God's will. Many people have a false picture of God and how God views human beings. You know, instead of God being loving and and, and merciful, many see God as an, You know, angry, gray haired old man with a stick, waiting to find those who are breaking the rules so he can punish them. And nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. Let's look at what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and in verse 3. May the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ be blessed. He is the compassionate Father, and God of all comfort. You know, in John chapter 10, verse 11, we are told that, that God in Christ is the good shepherd who, who lays down his life for his sheep. And 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, consider how much love the Father has given to us that we should be called Children of God. James chapter 1, verse 7 says that God is every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. You see, the Bible is clear that we have a loving and a merciful God. However, the most convincing evidence for the good nature and will of God is God's revelation to us in Jesus Christ. God chose to reveal himself in Jesus Christ so we could understand his nature and what he is like. And through Christ, God communicated to us that he forgives us, that he loves us, and that he wants what is best for us. He went all the way to the cross to prove that to us. In Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, we we see clearly God's intentions for us. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, what God has in mind for us comes in three words there in verse 2. Good, acceptable, And perfect. God's will is good, God's will is acceptable, and God's will is perfect. First, God's will is good. This means that God has the highest and best for us in mind. Second, when it says God's will is acceptable, the Greek word for acceptable here means well pleasing and agreeable. And thirdly, it says God's will is perfect, which means it meets the needs of you and I as as people. We can be sure that no matter what circumstance we face, we can have the peace that comes from knowing that God's will for us in any situation is good, acceptable, And perfect. God knows us better than we know ourselves. God wants what is best for us. Well, by now, you may be asking, well, if God wants us to know his will, and his will is good for us, why is it so difficult to discover? Well, the answer is, you see, you and I, we have a will also. You see, often people know what God's will is for them. They just don't want to do it. They hide behind the statement, you know, woe is me. I can't find God's will. In reality, it should be more like, woe is me, I don't want to do what God wants me to do. I've discovered as a pastor that more often than not, when people struggle with God's will in their lives, it's a struggle of change and a struggle of pride. Now, that's not always the case, but in most cases... Somewhere in our struggles, we find God's will is either the obstacle of change or the obstacle of pride. There are those who fear change. They fear it so much that they have a spiritual block to hearing and doing God's will. You know, for some, they feel like the poem by A.A. Milne, who was the creator of Winnie the Pooh, The poem says, when I was one, I had just begun. When I was two, I was nearly new. When I was three, I was hardly me. When I was four, was not much more. When I was five, I was just alive. But now I am six and I'm clever as ever so I think I'll be six forever and ever. We are creatures of habit, and we get comfortable very easily. Therefore, we don't like change. And Sometimes, this can be the real cause of our inability to find God's will. God could be giving us signs and and, and expressions every day, but because we fear change, our spirit is not open to recognizing those signs. What is happening is, you know, Lord, let me know your will, but, but, but make sure it doesn't involve any kind of change. Well, good luck with that one. The unavoidable truth is that there is no growth, Christian or otherwise, there is no wholeness, there is no fulfillment, there is nothing worthwhile that happens in this gift of God called life without change. To refuse to change is to refuse the best that God has to offer you and your life, period. Now, pride can also be an obstacle for many who are struggling to find God's will. The story is told that one evening, a man in Dearborn, Michigan, he's in a restaurant. He bumps into no other than the famous Chrysler chairman, Lee Iacocca. Oh, Mr. Iacocca, the man exclaimed, what an honor to meet you. My name is Jack, and I'm having a business dinner with some of my colleagues over there at that other corner table. It would be really impressive if you would come over in a few minutes and just say, Hi, Jack. Like, like you know me. Well, Iacocca good-naturedly agreed. And so some minutes later, he went over to the table and he said, hey, Jack, how are you? Well, Jack then looked up and said, not now, Lee, we're busy. Now, this perhaps apocryphal story underscores the core of pride we always want to look more powerful and impressive than we really are when out of control pride it can strip our spiritual gears and put us into a real mess you know pride is what started it all in the garden of eden adam and eve thought we don't need god oh, we could be gods ourselves And we all know the pain and the misery that followed. Too much pride, well, that can get us into a lot of trouble. A U.S. Air Force transport plane with its captain and five crew members was flying over Alaska in the mid-50s when they entered an unusually fierce snowstorm. The navigator contacted an airbase, only to be told that he had veered several hundred miles off course. Correct coordinates were given to the navigator who continued to insist that his own calculations could not be that far off. Well, soon the plane ran low on fuel. The six men decided to abandon the plane and parachute to safety, But because of the minus 70 degree Fahrenheit temperature and winds that gusted to 50 miles per hour, they were all frozen within minutes of hitting the ground. As a result of that navigator's pride, five other people went to their deaths. You know, Proverbs chapter 12 and and verse 15 says... Fools see their own way as right, but the wise listen to advice. See, that's how pride is. We get so filled with it that we are totally oblivious to where it is leading us. This is why it is impossible to live out God's will when we are filled with our own pride, because pride makes us stubborn to God's will, or it selfishly attaches conditions to God's will. It's it's almost comical. Our pride often causes us to bargain with God. Yes, Lord, I will forgive this person, you know, as long as he or she apologizes, Or, well, yes, Lord, I will serve in the church just as long as I get recognized for my efforts. Is it any wonder that we have such a tough time finding God's will and living it out when we live our faith in this way? You see, doing God's will with certain conditions, well, that's not obedience. To obey and follow God's will means to surrender everything to God. God wants everything we are and everything we hoped to be. He wants all of us. So if we are not surrendering to God, we are not obeying God. C.S. Lewis once said that All genuine religious conversions are blessed defeats. You want to know the secret to finding God's will? It's a surrendered spirit. This means we must change how we approach God and His will for us. Instead of deciding what we want to do, and asking God to bless it, we must decide to surrender all we are to God and ask Him what He wants to do with us. We must put ourselves at the disposal of God. Then and only then will we be clear about our Lord's will for our lives. God will break through our lives like dynamite. You see, if Jesus, if he is really Lord of our lives, then, well, then he will rule every area of our lives. Remember, Paul says in verse 1 of Romans chapter 12, so brothers and sisters, because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. You know, there's a story told of an employee of a jewelry store. She often arranged for engaged couples to have their wedding bands engraved with, you know, something special. So the story says she once asked a bride-to-be what she would like inscribed inside her fiancé's ring. Well, we aren't very romantic, she replied. Then she related that they were marrying on her fiancé's birthday so that he wouldn't forget the date. Well, the jewelry store employee persisted. Well, isn't there something? You'll want him to remember as he looks inside his ring? There is, she said. Put it back on. And that's what was inscribed in her husband's ring. Put it back on. Perhaps she was trying to help her husband's commitment to the relationship. At the heart of any meaningful relationship is commitment. And further. Commitment is vital to the success of any endeavor. Happy people are committed people. They commit to other people. They commit to themselves. They commit to God. They commit to their dreams. They know that nothing is possible without firm resolve. Author Ken Blanchard has a, As a saying, there's a difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in doing something, you do it only when it's convenient. When you're committed to something, you accept no excuses, only results. So what about you? Are you ready for results? In waiting for Godot, Vladimir asks Pozo, where are you going? Pozo gives the Christian answer, on. And as you think about God's will for your life, God is asking you today, where are you going? Backwards with a fear of change and pride? Or are you on? to what I have always dreamed for your life. What would be our response? May we respond on as you make me new with every season's change. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for all that you do for us your love, your mercy, your kindness, your your forgiveness, and all of the blessings you just pour out upon us. Father, at this moment, I want to lift up all those that right now are crying out to you that you may reveal your will to them and give us the courage and the strength to make the kinds of changes that are so necessary that your will for our lives becomes our will for our lives. And so transform us from within through the power of that same Holy Spirit. Father, bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we have a wonderful offer for our viewers. If you're watching us maybe for the very first time, every program we have a gift for our viewers. And uh, today I have this wonderful little book by Morris Venden, called A Five-Day Plan to Know God. We have offered it before, and so if you've requested it before and you've gotten it, ask for another copy and give it to a friend. If you've never requested one, well, here's your opportunity to get it. If you'd like to get a copy, listen carefully to the information we're about to give you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the lessons for living television website WWW.ALFORALTV.COM. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030 Simcoe Conland Post Office Oshawa Ontario L1G 083. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number at 1-800-972-0337. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Come back again next week. I want to remind you of our website, l4ltv.com. Follow me on Instagram, santos underscore bill on twitter visit our facebook page like us facebook.com slash l4l television and remember our humanitarian wing of our or of our ministry mission now canada you can go to the website missionnowcanada.com we are all out of time this has been a real pleasure let's do it again real soon god bless you we'll see you here next time